0: Everyone, this is Nate Scott, and this is the For the Win Podcast, your home to everything that's buzzing in the world of sports. My guest today is a former member of the Los Angeles Galaxy, the all-time leader in caps for the United States Men's National Team, and a member of the National Soccer Hall of Fame. It's Kobe Jones. Uh, we're going to be talking MLS playoffs, Jurgen Klinsmann, U.S. Men's National Team, Youth Development, all things soccer. So uh, let's go to the call right now. So Kobe, thanks so much for joining me. Uh, before we dive in, I have a ton I want to ask you about MLS and U.S. Men's National Team and some other things, but before I do that, um, you are here on behalf of Let's Play, which is an initiative launched in 2011 by Dr. Pepper Snapple Group to provide the tools, places, and inspiration to make play a daily priority. Um, what, what kind of work are you doing with the, with the group?
1: Well, I'm working with them to try to get the word out to emphasize how important active play is for kids. I mean, we see today that less and less kids are getting outside and getting that hour of active play that is recommended by the CDC. You know, we're talking about you know four-year-olds, 50% of four-year-olds are getting that daily activity, 31% of five-year-olds. And that hits me because I have a a five-year-old son and a three-year-old son, so I'm all on board with this and believe in this importance of getting them outside and just being active interacting with other kids understanding how the social intellectual and obviously the physical aspects of being outdoors and playing are so important for youngsters Uh,
0: you know and there's all this talk about how america becomes a great soccer nation. Uh, getting outside is step one. <laughs> just getting kids outside and playing anything, I think, is really yeah. uh, an underratedly important part of all of this.
1: You hit the nail on the head. I mean, that's what it's about. That is step one. The first step is you got to be outdoors. It's so easy today to just give a kid an iPad and go, here you go. Deal with this while I go do take care of certain things. You know, But being outdoors, getting them outside, you know, participating in anything is the first step because you don't, kids don't just become great soccer players, you know, just overnight. They start out somewhere, and that's kicking a ball around, playing with their friends, and then they are, you know, they they have the ability to see all these different activities, different sports, and then all of a sudden their interests start to grow, their their horizons broaden. You know, and then at that point, they can pick the different sports. Yes, I would love for it to be soccer all the time, but, you know, it could be any sport, baseball, football, basketball, or just being active and just playing. You know, it's important for, you know, the future.
0: I wasn't planning on going into this, but while we're on the topic, do you you buy in the idea that it's important for soccer players to play everything growing up just to learn different spatial awareness and, and develop different skills, or do you think kids should be specializing?
1: Yeah, for me, I'm a big believer in it should be a variety. You know, I, I, especially at a young age, when we're talking about this, when kids are just starting out playing youngsters, it, it should be, you know, just going out and participating in everything, broadening your horizons. You know, this is part of what this Let's Play initiative is about: broadening the horizons, getting a taste of everything. And later on, you can specialize. If you go into, you know, you talk to a lot of doctors, this specializing causes so many different injuries as you're doing one sport, the same movement over and over. So myself, I'm saying, you know, get a taste of everything. Go out and play a variety of different sports. Go out and do a variety of different things, and that will help you, you know, in the future, in the sport that you possibly pick, like soccer, hopefully. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Um, And for people who want to learn more, Facebook.com slash Let's Play and uh, Let'sPlay.com. A bunch of information about the stuff they're doing, uh, about uh, eliminating what's called the play deficit by building and improving play spaces and providing grants for athletic equipment and gear. Really cool stuff. Um, MLS playoffs coming up. Uh, we've got Decision Sunday this weekend. You know, most things are, are kind of... Put into place right now. What are you watching for this Sunday? What are you interested in?
1: Well, there's there's quite a few games, you know, that I'm interested in. You know, people will say obviously uh, I'm interested in the LA Galaxy FC Dallas game. I think that's going to have implications along with the Colorado Rapids Houston game about who's going to have the Supporters Shield, which we you know all knows the best record in MLS. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to see Seattle RSL. Those two are fighting out for the for the playoff spots. You know, which is, is extremely important. And then on the uh, the Eastern Conference, you know, the two New York teams, New York versus Columbus, you know, is huge as well as uh, New York Red Bulls against Philly. You know, every, I think, like you said, there's a, a lot that's in play as far as who's in the playoffs, but still the positioning, there's a lot to be said. And by the positioning, it's going to be who's going to be playing who, who's going to have a home field advantage throughout, which we found is so important in, within the playoffs.
0: Sticking with the Western Conference, you know, I, th- I think we all knew FC Dallas; they were going to be good this year. They 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 built a, a nice base last year. Um, I I really like that team coming in this year. I did not see Colorado Rapids coming. I did not see them being this good this quickly. Were you surprised by that? And and what do you think was the cause of of their rapid improvement? Uh no, I wasn't.
1: I wasn't too surprised by that. I think with the addition you know, Tim Howard and Jermaine Jones onto the team, even though Jermaine Jones hasn't played in in a few games with his injury, those two players and their mentality, you get two national team players, it changes the the culture Mm -hmm. of a team. It changes the mentality of of the squad. And I think those two players have helped uh, tremendously. And it's kind of bled into the rest of the vibe, that belief that you can do something. And that's exactly what is going on there at Colorado now.
0: What talk to me about Mastro and he's, uh not just coaching style but his personal style. What's going on with this mustache and things? Are are you okay with all this?
1: <laughs> well, I don't I haven't seen him over the last couple of games if he's if he's brought that uh interesting mustache back, but I know I know the big uh you know, like the bartender's mustache that you're <laughs> talking about that he had before. Uh I, I I believe that's all gone now and it's more of just uh Focusing on the coaching and, and the play of the team rather than his personal style. Uh, you, I know I know Mastriani as a player, and he, one thing that he always gave was a hundred percent, and that's what he's trying to get out of his players: is that regardless of the the score, the result, and how you're feeling, you're going to give a hundred percent and try to push yourself towards the victory. And I know I know that his defensive style, being being a defensive midfielder, is obviously um, shaken out within the squad as. As far as the defensive aspect, they, are, they defend very well and as a unit. And then they have just you know, a couple of players here and there that stand out that help them along the lines on the, on the offensive side. They're not the most high-scoring team, but they keep every game close and every game bat- turns out to be a battle.
0: Uh, the team you're closest with or have watched the most, I imagine, L.A. Galaxy, really interesting year for them, uh, sort of reinventing on the fly and, and doing a pretty good job doing it uh looking forward with that team does bruce have his does he have his core in there right now do you see changes coming in the next year or two or or how how are they going to the build or like what do you see as the the building parts for this team moving forward
1: well i think there's going to be some changes you know obviously landon donovan has come back i think he'll be significant in there giovanni dos santos as we mentioned he's going to be one of the mainstays and then you look at the, the back line, which is going to be important. You always want to try to build on the spinier team. Uh, I think with, uh, Yellow Van Damme, Daniel Steris are two important key factors. I think the midfield is going to be the, where you might see some changes. Not sure, uh, how long Gerard will be there, you know, within, within the squad and the, in the rest of the midfield. There might be a little bit of switch as far as, uh, formation or, or location of players, but, you know, one thing that I know about Bruce Arena, it's usually just two or three changes, you know, uh, at the most every year. But what I would like to see is for him to bring some of those young players and some of the kids. You know, I'd like to see uh, Bradford Jamison you know, get a get a shot again at the first team, and I'd like to see Ariel Lasseter, you know, get a shot at the first team.
0: Were you okay <laughs> bringing Donovan back into the into the team? Uh, even with the message that might send to some of the younger players, that we'd rather bring a guy out of retirement than than give a young guy a shot.
1: Uh, that's an interesting question. I don't think it. it uh, <clears throat> well, I know I know it's difficult for young players to understand that, but I don't think it reflects upon uh, it reflects upon the the talent of the young players. I mean, when you have a a, a player that's thirty four that is still within the playing range, that was. You know, at the top of his game and one of the top talents of the United States, and he decides that he wants to come back. I think you give him a shot. You know, mm-hmm. he retired when he was, I think, was thirty-two, thirty-three. Um, so he's only thirty-four right now. So he's got a couple of good years, you know, left in him. If he, if and if he wants to play and he can help you, you know, make that push. You know, remember the the mental game of Landon Donovan is still strong as he's slowly trying to build that physical aspect.
0: Were you? caught off guard by that, or had you been talking to him? Did you know that a comeback was a possibility?
1: Uh, I think everybody was caught off guard by it because I didn't think it happened pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. And as we know, just by by, by looking at his physical um, game right now, he, he's not up to par of where, where he needs to be, and he even knows that he, he's still working on it. But uh, I think everybody was surprised. I think even Landon was surprised that he, was, mm-hmm. he decided to come back.
0: Are you excited about the, the rivalry coming with LAFC?
1: Yeah, I think it's I think it's great for the city of Los Angeles. I think it's great for you know for everywhere to to, to have two teams within Los Angeles because it's a it's a major hub, uh, the second largest largest market, and to have two teams here is important. I think it's great for the city, you know, and for the kids here to have you know options to look up to, you know, to see you know the the variety of different choices, the variety of different styles, you know, of play that could be out there. You know, so as far as we're, we're, we're looking at the fan aspect, I think it's great. You know, I think for the for the two different clubs to try to inspire and push each
0: other. You, you know, I often hear when you're talking about expansion teams coming into MLS, there's this idea, are they going to do it the right way? Um, for you, what are some signs that LAFC is either doing it the right way or, or not doing it the right way?
1: <laughs> I, I don't want to. I don't want to speak uh, too much on what they're what they're doing because, to be honest, I don't know all, all the ins and outs. Because one thing I do know is that what you see on the outside isn't nearly everything that they're doing. Yeah. So, but what I have seen, you know, so far is making the big splash and getting the word out there. You know, that's important. You know, you need to do that. I would like to see them. You know, and I don't know what they're doing, but I would like to see them do an emphasis on on youth. Yep. You know, building up the academy, getting those young kids, you know, involved, inspiring kids, you know, to play the sport. You know, like like we talked about with the Let's Play initiative. You know, getting out in active play. Well, that's one of the one of the ways that LAFC can be involved is is getting out there, getting giving kids that opportunity to play. You know, to play the game, get that academy age down young, so you can give them choice. You know, it could be with the Galaxy, it could be with LAFC, it could be with other different clubs, different academies. But as long as the kids have the choice, you've got to work the communities.
0: There's such a, you know, there's sort of a joke that if Southern California separated and became its own nation, they'd have a pretty dang good national soccer team right right off the bat. There's so much talent down there. <laughs> what What are the unique issues or is it infrastructure like you know what is getting in the way of developing two unbelievably outstanding youth academies there with Galaxy and LAFC I
1: I don't think there's a whole lot getting in the way I I think it's just a matter of of people being willing to do it you know I I could tell you you know right off the bat you know it's going right so far because you said the the talent from California has been exceptional Mm -hmm. you know you look at the national team through years you know it's uh you know quite a few players are from california Mm -hmm. you know when it comes down to it it could be the, the opportunity that you know we have great weather so you can always be outside and playing and being active you know that that's an important part we don't have a whole lot of months where you have to stay indoors you know so that gives kids that opportunity to be active to be outdoors to develop you know as individuals to develop as soccer players
0: i want to pivot slightly to uh u.s men's national team and its relationship with mls you know i've talked to a few mls players over the last few years who you know there have been grumbles that uh jürgen klinsman doesn't give them quite the same shot that he does play, players playing abroad uh do you think that's overblown <laughs> do you think that's a problem with mls and and u.s men's national team right now and and do you think it's improving uh, I don't think.
1: Well, I don't think it's a problem. I think every coach has their own uh, style and players that they like. You know, that's just the nature of sport. You know, at the highest levels, you're going to have to deal with that with any coach. That comes a new coach comes in, he's going to have players that he likes, and he's going to, you know, pick those. You know, Jurgen has a background in Germany, so obviously he's going to go, you know, look at a lot of players from overseas, and and in particular in the the German leagues. You know that have some American background. Uh, th- that that's the nature of it. W- will it uh, affect the national team? I I don't think so. I think it just it-, it should be an inspiration for the guys to work harder, to be better, to be that much better than their than their competitors in that position to get a shot at the team and, and force Jurgen Klinsmann to to look at you. You know that that's what it's all about.
0: Do you buy into any of uh, the rhetoric recently spouted off by? Abby, on the women's side, that the that there is a question of patriotism with the players who are born abroad. Uh,
1: A question from who is the question? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I mean, there's always going to be that from players that come overseas. There's going to be an asking of: Is there? Do they have an understanding of the American culture? Well you know, obviously not as much as someone that was raised in the United States. That's just normal because that is a different culture that they are raised in, you know, but you have to look at each player, I think individually and, and how they handle the national team to question, you know, to take a look at their, uh, I guess, dedication, you know, to the national team. You know, I, I wouldn't want to paint anything in broad strokes because I think that's wrong. You have to look at each, each individual.
0: Interesting. Um, some young guys coming up with the national team who were, you know, American, born American race, Christian Pulisic, Lyndon Gooch, Emerson Hyman, all very good young players, all grew up um, and developed for the most part. They, there were some stints overseas, but developed uh, uh, for much of their very young years in the States. Um, do you view these as one-offs? Mm-hmm. Is coaching better? Like, what, what's happening? Why, why is this talent all of a sudden coming? You know, American players have been great, but they tend to develop at a, you know, outside of Landon and a couple exceptions at a later age. Um, these guys are good young. Uh, what's changing, do you think?
1: Uh, I think, you know, I think one major factor that people forget is perception. Mm-hmm. You know that, that that's one thing I think there are always talented players for the United States but you have perception where people are actually giving these younger players a chance now within within the, the US where you actually have clubs from overseas sending uh, t- uh, Scouts over here to find players at a younger and younger age you know you have to remember 15 20 years ago people were laughing at, at soccer in the United States so they yep. weren't even given a chance that, that's that's what it comes down to now if players 20 years ago have been given that chance and and an actual belief that hey, they can play and come over and, and do this or that. I'm sure more would have been successful. It's just a, a matter of um, that opportunity being out there. You know that that's one of the major major factors. And on the other side, I think you have uh, more former players getting into the coaching positions, more people in the understanding of what it takes to be a professional, and and those kids are you know getting that coaching at an
0: earlier age. With Christian Pulisic, do you? Are you excited? Do you see a, a real deal? What, what are you cautiously optimistic? What are your feelings on him?
1: I'm cautiously optimistic. When you have a, a young kid that's only seventeen, eighteen, I think he just turned eighteen, um, you know, and he, he's doing very well. But people have to realize that he's young, you know. Mm-hmm. And players can go through lows. As long as people are understanding of the lows, I'm fine. I'm fine with uh, all the hype behind it.
0: Um closing off, Clinsman, you know, he's gonna be around with the US men's national team for a while, I think, at least through the next World Cup, if not beyond. Um eventually all things must end. Who's a young American coach or uh yeah, I guess let's keep it with American, young American coach that you could see stepping into that role as national team coach in the future? Well, I think uh, you
1: know, Tab Ramos with the the U twenties, um I, I think that's an interesting question when you say young, I mean, what's young for a coach?
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I guess <laughs> that, that's a good point. That, um, I, it, it, let's you know say know under 50. I, mean, so I, we'll I, get tab in there. 50 and younger.
1: Okay. I would say, yeah, I would say, you know, tab Ramos is one to look at. Um, uh, you know, people are obviously going to be talking about Jesse Marsh. They're going to be talking about Pablo Mastriani, uh, eventually depending on how he does there. Um, you know, I think Jason Christ, you know, those are some of the ones I think you look at, play, uh, coaches that have former playing experience, uh, ones that, uh, are doing well within MLS right now. And those are ones that are on the, on the radar. But, but the issue is, is, I mean, everyone was saying, oh, oh yeah, Christ, Christ, he's going to be the next national team coach. And then he had a, a terrible, terrible time at NYCFC. And then all of a sudden he falls off the radar. Yep. You know, so I think everyone's got to, you know, step back and realize that it takes time. It takes more than just one season. And, and I think it's a variety of different factors. I mean, another, player I had to, another coach uh, I put in there is Dominic Kinnear. You know, he's had a lot of success, you know, but right now he's going through a little bit of a lull.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that's all I got. Um, Kobe, man, it's a, it's a pleasure talking to you. Uh, let's play. Everyone go check it out. Let's play.com, facebook.com, let's play. Anything else else? Uh, that we should keep an eye on?
1: Well, I, I just want to say, you know, working with Dr. Petters pa- group on this Let's Play initiative has has been uh, uh, pretty informative and exciting for me, like I said, because I have two young kids, so I understand, you know, that importance of active play and getting kids outdoors. Don't let the, you know, the iPad, you know, the iPod, they don't even have iPods anymore, or the iPhone, <laughs> yeah. you know, all those type of things, in the video games, you know, be the babysitter. It doesn't take much to get outside and be active with the kids, and you'll be pleasantly surprised how quickly they take to being outdoors and enjoy being outdoors. And if uh, you know information and tips, they can go to Let'sPlay.com. It's all right there.
0: Yeah, parents, get your kids outside. Enough, enough with the the video games. Uh, Kobe, pleasure talking to you. <laughs> and uh, enjoy the rest of MLS playoffs. We'll be we'll be sure to keep an eye on on everything you're doing
1: all right thanks a lot appreciate it